This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Happy Monday. Welcome back to Kindled. I'm your host, Haley. So today I have a very fun episode with my friend Samantha Collins to bring to you. And we're chatting all things homesteading, or rather just how to become less of a consumer and more of a producer, and um, just the small steps that we can take. Uh, I think we've all seen over the last several months as we've started to notice the very real effects in our supply chain, availability of the food that we buy, the products that we use, that we can't depend on the government or on the global supply chain the way that we used to. And things feel a little bit more volatile. Prices are sky high. And that's left a lot of us asking, what can we practically do to become a little less dependent and um, so incredibly enmeshed with everything that, you know, um, we've always kind of trusted and all the systems that we've always just expected to produce. And and so this episode is really just a, a starter and to kind of whet your appetite to start thinking about what you can do. So that is a great conversation coming up in a second with Samantha. Uh, before I get into that, I want to let you know that today's sponsors are alongside them, Little Light Artisans Jewelry and Lacey Baumiller. So stay tuned to hear about the discount offers and coupon codes that you can get as a Kindle listener when you support their businesses. And I am picky about the advertisers that I allow to advertise on Kindle. I don't just take anyone. Um, I don't take any advertisers on that I have not either experienced or used or um, received, seen with my own eyes, their product, whether that is jewelry or clothing or um, a service, whatever it might be, a product. These are people that I know personally, that I've talked to, that are listeners here, followers, supporters. Um, They're on our side. They are believers. They are many of them small businesses and just wives and moms like you and I. So consider supporting them. If there is something that is right up your alley, try it out. Hopefully that coupon code will make it a little bit easier to say yes. Other than that, I just want to remind you that I am getting closer to that summer break. Uh, Every summer I take a couple months off of publishing new episodes, which is just such a critical time for me to take a break, to rest, to pull away from the crazy production schedule of a podcast episode every week. Um, In addition to my regular work as a web designer and graphic designer, which I do in being a mom of three and now being a chicken caretaker, (laughs) um, it's going to be it's going to be a busy summer around here. It's going to be awesome. But um, what I don't stop doing is producing fire starters. So every Friday, I will still be producing those episodes inside the Locals app. And if you want to keep hearing from me all summer, then you can join us at kindledpodcast.locals.com. It's 10 bucks a month, and I would love to see you in there. All right, that's all I have. So here is my conversation with Samantha Collins. Okay, so today on Kindled, I am chatting with Samantha Collins. Samantha, thanks for joining me today. 
Thanks for having me. So before we get into our topic, I would love for you to introduce yourself to listeners and tell them who you are and a little bit about your life. Yeah. So um, again, my name is Samantha Collins. Um, I have um, been married to my husband for, oh geez, we're going to be going on, well, we just went on 10 years in July, the end of July. And we have two kids, a boy and a girl. Um, My son is going to be five and my daughter's just turned two. Um, So, so yeah, we, um, we live in the Midwest and um, I have had a, I guess the way you and I connected was through social media, through Instagram. And um, I have had sort of, I guess I, for a while I was influencer, um, more so working with brands and stuff. And that all kind of came to a big halt and really changed and redirected about a year and a half ago with the BLM riots and stuff. Um, Mm. I started to speak out and around that time, um, brands stopped reaching out to me. So, Mm. um, cancel culture and yeah, just, uh, kind of that mob mentality of not wanting to work with people who had conservative Christian values. And, mm-hmm. um, and also I stopped um, looking for opportunities because I found that in a lot of ways, um, some of those larger corporate entities were catering to kind of the woke culture that we are seeing creep into society right now and into our country. And so I didn't really want to promote that or be a part of that anymore. It meant taking some very passive income that I was bringing into our family and kind of tossing it out the window and saying, just kind of giving it to God and, <clears throat> and just saying it just doesn't feel right. It's not sitting well in my heart anymore to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to speak truth and speak how I feel, speak about my values, speak about Christ, speak about what's happening and not feel, and not feel, um, you know, uh, belittled for that or not yeah or not feeling feel like I have to remain quiet and um, so I was very much convicted in that way so so that's kind of my social media presence has switched from kind of doing more the traditional influencer stuff you know swipe up and buy this and whatnot Mm -hmm. to do more about speaking out about my faith and stuff and honestly it's been so much more fulfilling for me and just so much more worthwhile and um, I mean it's how I've met and gotten to know people like you and others on the platform. So a lot of good has come from making that decision and go back. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I actually didn't really know that was your history before a year and a half ago. Cause that's probably when we connected. So I probably didn't mm-hmm. see anything other than what you do today, yeah. you know? And so, uh, yeah, I, I think that your story is one that is common and I just think it's really cool how God sets these series of events up in our lives, like when you were building an Instagram following and when you were working with brands, like you didn't see what was going to be coming. Um, you know, you just thought this, and it was, it was a blessing to you when it, when it was what it was. Right. And then, Mm -hmm. but then there came a point where it had to shift and it had to transition and you opened that with, you know, with, uh, humility towards God. And then, are you welcome to that? And, and look what he's done. Like he has, continued to, you know, it's like, it's just like he was building something for himself and not for you in the same, in in the strictest sense of the words. But, um, I I just think that's really cool how, you know, he allows us to be involved, but it also often requires our submission to developments that we were like, but that's not what I thought we were doing, you know? And, and yeah, 
yeah, I can yeah. see the same thing in my story. So that's cool. Yeah, and it was re- and it was really hard too because when when that all happened, I was getting you know at the time a lot of people that followed me were either very apolitical or yeah. maybe more left than I left leaning than I realized, and so they yeah. were so offended um, by what I was sharing, and it really sort of sifted the wheat, if you will. And yeah. now my following is more of quality. It's people who yeah. are like minded and who I mm-hmm. feel I can encourage and who encourage me. And, um, you know, just the collective voice, um, about, you know, yeah. the collective voice around those values that we, yeah. that we hold on to. It's just, it's really encouraging. And yeah, yeah it's definitely that is cool. Worth- I, I saw the same thing happen with myself on Instagram because when I started Kindled, it was much more, you know, about just business. I mean, work, motherhood, entrepreneurship. Uh, I did talk about faith a lot. It was very integrated, but, I didn't ever talk about politics. I never talked about anything controversial. It was just like, you know, people don't really mind. Yeah. That people don't really (laughs) honestly mind you talking about your faith as long as it's your faith, not, you know, yeah, Yeah. that's your truth. Yeah. I love (laughs) that for you. But I, but the second that you make it like, it's actually what is right for everyone. The second Mm -hmm. that that starts to bleed into, you know, um, absolute truth and, and those types of words start coming up it's not so well accepted anymore. And we know that, but I I saw the same thing happen because I had a much more just kind of like watered down audience, I guess that was, that was after Mm -hmm. that type of like positive, encouraging, uplifting. And when I started, (laughs) right. And then when I started talking about, I think Jen Hatmaker was the first, her uh, affirming LGBTQ was actually the first story that I kind of picked up and started talking about. Cause I was just, I, I think it was such a jarring moment for me and such a, like a, a wake up that, um, I mean, I had all kinds of people, like even real life friends, like start just unfollowing yeah. and, and like oh, canceling my husband yeah. and I, and it was, you know, but, but at the same time, I'm like mm-hmm. so thankful that God allowed me to endure that suffering because look how he has yeah. grown me through it. And look how he has yeah um, you know, been able to use what I'm doing to glorify him. So it's just, yeah, it's like, how can I echo we, all of that? How can we yeah. complain about the suffering when it's bringing him glory, you know? Exactly. And, and I agree. Everything you said is like so spot on and it was super hard. And I remember crying and telling my husband, like, this just hurts. It hurts to be getting mm-hmm. personal text messages from people I grew up with yep. that I used to know who are telling me I'm so terrible for yeah. saying what I'm saying. And yeah, it was, it was really tough and it definitely, it definitely was a trying time. But as you said, God definitely saw, saw me through and helped, helped strengthen me. And now it's just, there's so much, it's such, it, it's God really behind all of it. As far as like the confidence I have now to speak truth and not hold back and to have conversations about him and, um, you know, his word, like, I think prior to that, it's not that I held back, but maybe the conversations weren't as raw as they are now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's absolutely. Been, been a cool experience. So that's um, cool. Yeah. And I think all of that has kind of led me to over the last year and a half, really hone in on kind of the culture we're in right now and the world we're in right now, what we're seeing politically and as Christians. Um, and I'm, our, my husband and I are starting to talk about our future and kind of where, you know, we see ourselves in the next two, five, 10 years and Mm -hmm. what that looks like as a family. Um, 
And I know that's a little bit about what we wanted to kind of talk about today too. So, yeah, yeah. I think that as you have, you know, started sharing things that you believe that are, that are really foundational to your faith, you're also kind of taking people on this journey along with you as we all are, as we're sharing, you know, our own personal development. And like you said, you've (laughs) realized and you've seen a lot of the ways that we tend as Americans to just kind of um, be dependent on the government, on the system, Um, maybe not in the traditional sense, like we may not be on welfare or we may not be on food stamps, but we are so integrated. Our lives are so um, just inextricable from this big machine. And as we have seen that machine start to kind of turn on us and perhaps the people who run it actually uh, really maybe not want our good and not want our protection as citizens, it has caused many of us to question the way we've done things. And man, am I really being a good steward of my resources or of my family or of our future that God has entrusted me with? Um, if I continue to do things the way that I always have, when it's Mm -hmm. evident that, um, that something new is happening and, or maybe just something old that is now developed to a degree that it's like, you can no longer deny it. Um, and you know, with government overreach and, and really just kind of, uh, what, what has been going on for a while in, in the United States is just this push towards socialism and communism and, mm-hmm. um, you know, being beholden to countries like China and Russia and, uh, you know, uh, like how we just, um, literally supplied the Taliban with billions of dollars of weapons, you know, I mean, look mm-hmm. at that. It's just all of these things that, that are happening. We're watching as, you know, as moms. Here, you and I, we're just, we're, we're moms at home with our kids, you know, living our lives. And we're, we're actually asking some really big questions of ourselves. Um, and so, yeah, talk to me about like what you have kind of, what are some of the conclusions that you have come to as you have asked those questions? Yeah. Um, so just speaking from a mother's perspective with, you know, everything you mentioned that's going on in the world, the leading towards social socialism, everything going on in the Middle East, overseas. Um, You know, I try to always just stay grounded in the simple fact that, you know, my God-given role is keeper of this home, keeper of my children, um, to work, you know, um, alongside my husband in raising them and to love the Lord. And I feel like we just, as moms, we need to always remember that's our number one focus. And Mm -hmm. um, my husband always tells me, your home base, your home base. And, and I just think the, all moms need to realize that like we, we are home base. So first and foremost, we create the safe and nurturing environment that our kids um, grow in, um, where we teach them to honor, know, and love, love God. Um, and where we build our home and uh, trust in him for, for all things. And um, part of that building of the home um, kind of when we look at the future, uh, is, is where is our world going? So, you know, I feel like, yes, our, as mothers, we need to be focused on the home, but we need to see what lies ahead. And, you know, God also gave us wisdom. We pray for wisdom. We ask for wisdom to look at what's going on in the world, to be readers of the news and aware of the news, but not be overly consumed by the news and headlines. And, um, and in the past, I, I really honestly didn't even look at politics. I was like, it stresses me. I'm just not even go. I put the blinders up. And then I had kids. And then, you know, my oldest, like I said, is going to be five. 
and now look at the world that they are going to be growing up in. It's just so different from the world you and I grew up mm-hmm. in. Um, and as I look ahead, as my husband and I look ahead, we want to make sure we're stewarding them in a way that they have success and that they are as protected as possible. And when I say protected as possible, I don't mean to wrap them in bubble wrap and not let them be exposed to things. But what I mean is how can we teach them values and um, values that are rooted in the blood of Christ that are, um, that are so important to, to what they, what we want them to pass down to their children and our great grandchildren and generation after generation. And a lot of that comes in just going back to the basics. Like I feel like our society has just really kind of spun out of control with um, depending on big tech, <laughs> depending on um, these convenience, um, convenience capitalism and really looking to, you know, the way, I mean, just the way that kids and our generation has consumed social media. I think now we're coming out of it being like, whoa, this is an evil beast. Like it can be used for good, but there's a lot of evil there. And a lot of us are like, um, that have kids around the same age. We're like, they aren't going to have social media or, you know, like we were really, it's really going to change, I think. And you see uh, big tech like Facebook and stuff and Instagram making um, platforms that are going to be geared towards kids. I mean, I think they just recently came out with that, that working on like, for 13 and under, I don't know if it's Instagram for kids 13 and under or something like that. And I'm like, heck no, <laughs> don't even come near me with that. No. And so protecting our kids from some of this stuff and, um, and, you know, trying to be less dependent on um, te- like technology, really these, mm-hmm. I mean, they just, they track us. They, um, we give them so much of our private information mm-hmm. and they really use it you know, they hide it under the guise of like, we're helping you, we're providing you these convenient ways to get things done more efficiently. And it seems really great on the surface. But when you mm-hmm. kind of look underneath the hood, you see that they, they eventually use it for evil, you know, mm-hmm. um, the elites in the world, obviously, are all contributing into the social media networks and all mm-hmm. the, you know, these, these big tech Google. Life is busy enough without having to figure out what's for dinner. Lacey Baumiller with the five minute meal will teach you a simple weekly meal planning system that will simplify mealtime, save you from the overwhelm of wondering what to make for dinner every night and help you prepare nutritious meals that will move the needle on your health goals. Plus your entire family will love them. No more last minute takeout. That's going to sabotage your weight loss efforts. No more making separate meals for yourself. You can actually sit down and enjoy a hot meal with your family. The five-minute meal teaches you the foundation of healthy nutrition and gives you a simple meal plan that'll help you have dinner on the table in minutes, recipes, shopping lists, and a step-by-step process to make all of it happen. Grab your free download from Lacey at LaceyBaumiller.com. That's L-A-C-I-B-A-U-Miller.com. And for anyone who downloads the five-minute meal, you will also get a free 15-minute pantry audit where Lacey will teach you how to stock your pantry to make this process effortless. Check it all out at LaceyBonmiller.com. Right. Did you read Live Not By Lies? I did. I mean, first of all, I haven't read it in its entirety, but um, I've read some chapters of it and um, it was was a wake-up. I want to say that was like what Mm -hmm. really 
reaffirmed my husband and I kind of the direction we wanted to go with, um, with, with our future. Yeah. As you were just talking, I was remembering back to the book, uh, which I recommend everybody listen or listen to or read or whatever. I, I had the audio audio version, but, uh, yeah, I mean the, I can't remember the guy's name that said this, but he was one that, um, escaped, uh, communist Russia or the Eastern Bloc. Um, he, he said he could not, and he actually like lived very far into, you know, the 21st century to where he was able to actually see some of the shifts start to happen even here in the United States. And he said he could not believe that people would put a speaker in their home, like the Alexa, Yeah, you know? And he was like, I I can't, how do they not see that this, the potential there is to, uh, is, is there for for government? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Like you're bugging it Mm -hmm. with this, not only, you know, is the potential there for any company, but it's literally from Amazon, um, (laughs) you know, which is, it, it may, I think my concern is like that people probably listening, some people listening are like, wait, so are you telling me you think someone's listening to all your Alexa footage? Like everything you say is always being listened to. I don't think you or I, you or I are saying that necessarily, but we Mm -hmm. are saying that the potential is there and Mm -hmm. that we know that the company that it's from is actually part of that globalist elites, um, group that does not want, um, the status quo does not want to see America remain the way it has been to see individual rights be preserved um, and actually is is lobbying in the opposite direction. And so, uh, yeah, I think that, I, you know, if you have anything to add to that, I, I just think that it's important to kind of differentiate, like, we're not saying that everything you do is is literally just being cataloged right now. Um, now it, it is actually technically because otherwise how would Alexa know when you say her name, you know, she exactly. is like, there, there are records obviously, but, uh, I think there's a difference between saying like, it is actively being used a certain way or there's the potential there. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, if you just kind of look at the way in the last, I mean, eight months things went around the election, I mean, president of the United States was deplatformed from social media. We, you and I know countless people who have been deplatformed on social media aside from him, just people with large followings who speak out in opposition to the left agenda. Um, we see, you know, we see big tech and big data being used for evil, in my opinion. I mean, you can't post anything, any opinion about COVID or anything without them scanning your post and then slapping a big label on it, you know, across the middle. Mm-hmm. So everything we're posting, I mean, it's going through a system, it's being scanned over and it's, it's being looked at, it's being mm-hmm. fact-checked. Um, right. And, you know, when you, when I guess when I think of that, and then the, you know, it's like, what would make me think that the Alexa is, is maybe it's okay right now, but, but eventually they could use it. I mean, they could use it in, in ways that would, would be unethical in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I guess I just have little trust for them. They've kind of shown their colors over the last year. Um, and that's been a big awakening for me. What I thought mm-hmm. was a service that was so convenient and nice and helpful. I now realize is much bigger and stronger and more powerful mm-hmm. and more 
dictator-like than I have, than I ever, I guess, gave it credit for. And, um, and I think that awareness, um, you know, it's concerning and in, and in the live not by lies book, he talks about surveillance capitalism Mm -hmm. and he talks about how, you know, we are, we are a society that basically is willing to sell privacy data information about ourselves. We're we're willing to give it up. We're willing to let a device listen to us talk um, all day long and, you know, um, for convenience and the sake of convenience. And, um, you know, we really have to think, think twice about that. Do we really trust the people on the other side? Right of this technology. And right now my gut tells me no. <laughs> and that's how our family is feeling. So we had an Alexa, my, we were gifted it. We didn't think anything of it. We loved it. My, we loved playing music on it. That's primarily what we used it for. Mm-hmm. And then we read Love Not By Lies. My husband did a little more digging. And he came in one day, unplugged it and said, it's, it's going. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he completely unplugged. I think it's sitting next to our garbage can in the basement. We haven't thrown it into the trash yet. I think he wants to smash it with a hammer, <laughs> but, um, Viral but <laughs> yeah, right. So we, um, we aren't, we don't use it anymore. And instead I just bought a little Bluetooth speaker and I send my music from my phone to the Bluetooth speaker. And I mean, and that's the other thing too, right? Like we could whittle this down and be like, well, what's crashing your Alexa matter when you still have an iPhone, you still, you know what I mean? You could really kind of whittle it down and be like, the real, the only way this is really going to work is if you go off the grid and live like a nomad in the middle of the woods, like mm-hmm. you're always going to be true, tracked, right? to, tracked to some degree. And, and that is true, but how much power and leverage do we really want to give and how much do we want to give up? And, you know, I feel like in some sense, you and I, since we've probably been using social media since its inception, we are kind of, for lack of better terms, uh, late (laughs) in some ways but our kids are not and like so we used to post pictures of our kids quite a bit and now we have not and I know that's a personal conviction thing and everybody has Mm -hmm. to decide this on their own but we know that um Facebook and Instagram Facebook more primarily um is got better facial recognition software than our than the FBI and I was talking to somebody about that who worked for big tech. And he said that the reason for that is, is because the government doesn't pay very well. Big mm-hmm. tech pays no. good. Right. So they get the smart guys. They get the right. people that make privatized. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, um, so yeah. So when you, and then same reason, so when you post a picture to Facebook of 20 people in the photo and it naturally them. recognizes everyone and takes them yeah. because it's, it's stored and scanned our facial features and right. knows who everyone is and where are they storing that? Like, how do they retrieve that? Where is that data? Like, where have we sent all of that? And I guess, so we have started to not post our kids online anymore. Um, for that reason, we just figured, you know what, our privacy is pretty much out mm-hmm. the window, but we can kind of maybe delay or stop or thwart this, um, mm-hmm. the effort by, by big tech to pull our children down with the system because who knows how they're going to use this. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. Years down the road, you know? Right. Yeah. And no one does know. And I mean, we couldn't have even seen some of the stuff that's happened, um, you know, so far with like censorship on Instagram, Uh, Instagram a a year ago, I would have, I mean, it was already starting a year ago, but um, 
18 months ago or two years ago, like I would never have believed it would have gotten as bad as it has. I would have thought, oh, surely our laws will protect us or surely the constitution matters, doesn't it? You know, like we've got, we've got a bill of rights. Like where's, where's that going to come into play? Someone will say something, someone will fight. And as we've seen, like, of course there have been people who have fought and tried to fight and, and are still fighting, but it doesn't mean that there won't be um, a lot of, uh, you know, a, a lot of injustice done and a lot of wrong done and um, evil perpetrated in the meantime. And it also doesn't mean yeah. that the good guys win. It, it just doesn't. Yeah. We, you know, we don't have hope in, in that. And so, um, but it doesn't mean we should not live wisely in an evil age. Exactly. And the Bible says we should. So, um, yeah. so yeah, the Alexa thing is, is just a relatable example of one way that you're doing that. Um, and you know, full disclosure, I still have one. I kind of have it on a, on a to-do list to like find a good big speaker. Cause it's just, it's like what we do every night we have dance parties and that's really the only thing I need it for. So I really don't use any functionality other than that. So, which is, which is probably true for most families. I would imagine like, that's just kind of the biggest plus of having Mm -hmm. it. Um, and then, so, but that, that's sort of, that's not a good enough reason, you know, to have it. So I'm on the same track track that you are. I just need to find a really good big speaker. So yeah. maybe, maybe we can link uh, the one yeah. that you found in the show notes and, and people can check that out. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. So aside from that and the social media, I mean, what else have you guys kind of started doing um, in, in terms of, even if it is just, um, you know, not totally turning your life inside out, upside down, going off the grid, but ways (laughs) that you are kind of slowly, even if it's just training yourself, how to, um, be a little bit less dependent on the system. What are some of the things you're doing? Sure. Yeah. So, um, so my husband and I have always, since we met, have always had dreams and aspirations of having, property, having land, um, and building a home and having land big enough for gardens and fruit trees and maybe animals. We're not sure. (laughs) Um, but we've always kind of had that dream in mind. So that's not necessarily anything new to us to want that. Um, I, I just, um, in, I have always loved to garden Um, so that's not new either. I've always loved to garden. Um, but, um, we're starting to see how, again, going back to being super dependent on this being consumers and not producers. Um, you know, when you think back to era of the Bible, um, you know, people killed and sowed their own seeds and land and worked with their hands in the ground and grew their own food And, um, and I look at that and I just see value in that. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's for everyone, of course, but, um, but maybe even just like basic knowledge, I think people can start to look at how they, if even if you live in an apartment, like how can you container garden on your patio? How can you just small scale square foot garden in your backyard? Mm -hmm. How can you, if you have more property, how can you, you know, plant, um, maybe some fruit trees. Like, I just feel like we have become so dependent on society and our systems 
to provide everything we need that we've sort of become super dependent and mm-hmm. um, so true and convenient. We want convenience and we've yeah. kind of lost touch with, with how we were made, how we were designed. We were designed to work the land. We were designed to get our hands in soil and plant and harvest and, you know, and that's, and we see that from, from in Genesis, you know, and I think it's just a beautiful, beautiful way for people to connect, um, you know, kind of at our root um, mm-hmm. with God. And I, and so we're big proponents of gardening. We love to garden. Um, we have a small house. We're in a, we're in a little suburban community right now. And we have three square foot garden beds um, that we garden in. And we've been doing something similar in um, the last homes we've lived in, which have been rentals, actually, they've just had garden beds in them, which has been really nice. Um, so for about five or six years now, we've been gardening and it's really been just learn as you go. Um, so on my Instagram, I talk a lot about gardening and how you can just get started. And mm-hmm. I have a lot of people who are like, I don't garden. how can I do this? What can I do? And, um, and that's just encouraging to me. And I encourage them. That's, that's all you can do is get started. So I feel like gardening's mm-hmm. a great place to start. Um, if you, and then if you don't have plans to buy land and move to a red state and do all that, you know, you can just do with what you have in, in your own home, in your own backyard. You would be surprised how much people can do with, you know, an acre of land or less, Mm -hmm. a fourth of an acre. Um, there's just a lot that can be done and a lot of creativity there. And so growing your own food, um, is a big one. And then just things like hunting, fishing, um, uh, sewing, baking, baking from scratch. Um, there's just so many basic things that I think we have become so detached with. And, you know, a lot of those things aren't necessarily things that people find enjoyment in. Maybe they weren't raised doing any of that. And they just are like, oh, it just seems boring. I don't want to sew. I don't like sewing. Um, part of me feels like, like we, like there's just this, in, this necessity for, for us to, uh, to appreciate and to, to at least have a little bit of an understanding of how those things work. And um, yeah, so I think just simplifying and going back to the basics in life and, um, and that kind of stuff is how you can kind of push back against this machine, you know? Right. Speaking of knowing biblical truth, if you want an easy way to help your children learn the truth of God's word, check out the Basics Catechism and the Commandment Catechism available from alongside them. Their catechisms are written with simple and short answers that are easy for your little ones to repeat and remember. A scripture reference is included on each page to dig deeper into God's word together. Multiple ages can learn together from toddlers to parents. You can easily integrate this into your Bible time, family worship, right before bed. Visit their shop at etsy.com slash shop slash alongside them and follow them on Instagram at alongside them. The owners, Kira and Kenzie, are giving Kindle listeners $5 off your order of $16.50 or more when you use the coupon code KINDLED5. So don't forget to use that at checkout. You can also scroll down in the show notes of this episode for a quick link to their store. You can find them at Etsy at etsy.com slash shop slash alongside them. Right. And there's, like you said, uh, I like how you put it. You said there is value in all of those things there. I mean, it's, they're even talked about in the Bible, like not to be too uh, cheesy, but like the Proverbs 31 woman does, does talk about like that Proverbs 31 does talk about all these things that that woman does. And there is mention of, you know, waking early before her family 
does to, uh, you know, to prepare food or to, uh, sew or to, you know, buy and sell a field, like all of these things that, um, that you're kind of talking about. And, um, not again, not to say that you have to be doing all those things to be a biblical woman or to be glorifying to God, but (laughs) that there, there is value in those things. There's value. And Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously there's value because we use all of it. We, we wear clothes, we eat food, we, it's just that we've outsourced it. And that's become the only driving ethic in the West is like, how much can I outsource? How much can I have someone else do for me? And, you know, and, and I, I am just as susceptible to that belief kind of as someone else. I mean, I outsource, I outsource my grocery shopping. I don't, I don't go to the grocery store, like, unless I need a random thing. Cause I just use Instacart, which is, which is a reasonable convenience for a mom of three who is very busy and does not want to bring three kids to the store. And that's, you know, I don't have a problem with that. I love it, but yep. there are also, it doesn't mean that there's no value in knowing how to grow your own food or knowing how to fix something either by hand sewing or on a sewing machine, like, which I know how to do both. Like it, it doesn't mean that those things become irrelevant, you know? And, and I, right. I actually think that, like you said, I think that we have gotten in many ways, even just within your and I's generation, like that's kind of the generation that I think has gotten the detached from a lot of those skills, maybe the one before as well, Gen X, but, um, but like my mom, you know, when I was little, she, we were very poor and she sewed clothes for me. Like she made us matching sweatshirts, you know, like I I remember our snowman sweatshirts that my brother and I, and she like, and even my dad, like all had these matching, like she just, she actually did that. I remember like eating strawberries from the backyard, you know, of course they also shopped at a grocery store, but like they, they did a lot of those things. And yeah, And that's because her mother taught her and my grandma also taught me how to sew. And all of these things are just very, um, I don't know that I I think that we have lost sense and lost sight of the value of them, but unfortunately we are kind of coming to a place in history where we are actually realizing that yikes, I, I maybe would feel better if I had a way to grow my own food just because we saw with the whole COVID thing, like grocery <laughs> right. stores running out of toilet paper, like everything, everything, you know, the, the, the mm-hmm. noodle aisles, you know, with all the box noodles, all that package stuff was like, just literally gone. Like it got a little bit crazy for a while and yeah. that, you know, that could happen again. Also, if, you know, if government goes in the wrong direction, um, that could become the norm. Like, and so I think that it's just important for all of us to kind of start to ask those questions. Um, how can I be more independent? How can I detach myself? What are the things I can do today? Starting where I am with what I have, not just, you know, not trying to heap a million to do's on myself and stress myself out. That's not the goal. Um, but just to make small, reasonable changes and like, your kids are going to love that. You know, if you, if you set up a little garden, even if it's just like you set a container, on your back mm-hmm. porch or whatever, your kids yeah. are going to love that. And that's going to be part of their upbringing. Um, exactly. so there's so much, there's just a lot of value and a lot of good that comes from that. Um, yes. so what practical tips do you have for someone who wants to get started? Like where, um, well, actually let's, let's ask this question. What does success look like? Like, what does it look like to be, you know, 
preparing and, um, being wise with, you know, with living in an evil day, like we do today. Yeah. Um, so as far as preparing, um, I mean, that's, and, and what success looks like, I mean, that's, that's going to be different for everyone, you know, um, that's going to be different for everyone. And I think the best thing we can do is just have that, awareness of the world around us. Like I mentioned earlier, we can be forward thinking and be wise in decisions. We can train and our children to love those simple, basic things of life, more disconnected from technology, less dependent on technology, um, getting their hands in the dirt, planting, learning the value of growing something from a little seed and harvesting it in the summer or the fall. Um, you know, whether it be bringing sons or daughters hunting or fishing, um, just passing down those, those skill sets that are, you know, of the hands, you know, of hard, good work. And I just feel like those sorts of things are the things that the generation below us and coming up, they're kind of missing. And I feel like we have adopted these convenience factors into our lives but they, instead of making us less busy, they have made us busier, more dependent. And so are we really being productive? And what does that product productivity look like? So having a real conversation with yourself, praying about it, talking to your husband, um, just, you know, identifying ways that you can make small shifts starting mm-hmm. ASAP <laughs> um, to introduce those kinds of things in your, in your home. Um, as you kind of build your home. Um, and, you know, little, even little things too, like baking from scratch, learning how to can and preserve food. We talked about sewing. Um, yeah. Like there's just so many little things that we have become so disconnected with that we can start to try to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pinterest is a good place to get ideas of recipes, that sort of thing. I mean, use technology mm-hmm. to help you do this because yeah, I've seen some really cool information on Pinterest about like the one acre um, one acre farms basically that are, mm-hmm. that people are doing on their, on their small plot of land. They're in their HOA yeah. in their just little, little backyard. Like most of us mm-hmm. have. Um, and it's, it's like, wow, like, I guess I, you know, in my mind and, and maybe somewhat in, in yours too, is just like, I can't do the, the type of thing that I would want unless I have like this big area of land, but then it's like, why, why not? You know, like I can actually can, yeah. you can go a lot of food on a quarter acre. Like you really can. Yeah, and so, absolutely. um, I think that that, that's just a, a cool way to maybe rethink some of the some of the stereotypes that you might have about who is allowed to do that and who isn't. Exactly. And I think that's the thing our society has become like, you know, you have, you have your little acre or your half acre in a Mm -hmm. suburb and you got your house on it and that's it. And like, you can't, maybe you have a little garden spot. Well, yeah, yeah, but you, you can do so much more if you really want to, you just got to take an effort and, you know, take the effort and time and be intentional about seeing how you can make changes and, so yeah, um, and 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 I like for us like like I said we we want we're gonna buy property that's always been our dream again a um, little bit more property with a home on it and we want to build a, um, a what we would call a legacy home and so for us what that looks like is it's a home that has modern amenities so you know 
stove, thing, dishwasher, everything like running water. Like it's got modern amenities, but in case of like power footage, whatever, it has old world, um, old world capabilities, like a home from the old world. So mm. it's got a hearth, like we want large fireplace in both the upstairs and the downstairs. So we're going to design it in such a way that it has that, it has a root cellar so we can store vegetables we've grown and they can be stored for the, the winter. We want, you know, a well, we want to look into um, just, you know, things like things that they use back in the day when they didn't have all the luxuries we have now. And it's not that we want to necessarily use those things and live like that. We just want it to be built into our home, into the framework mm -hmm. work of our home. Um, so it's like a generational home that we hope our kids will hang yeah. on to and pack down from generation to generation, because I don't know. I mean, you saw them shutting off power in California, the people who are meeting like churches, or weren't they threatening it? I don't know if they actually did, but like mm -hmm. they were going to like shut power off and, and stuff. It's just like, I just, I don't know where things are going to go. And you don't want to be doomsday and act all Armageddon about stuff. But at the same time, like, I don't know. We just like the idea of having, having that kind of security blanket. Yeah. Um, so that's kind oh, of us. That's okay. a little more mm -hmm. extreme than maybe sure. some people. And again, everybody's going to, you know, I've had people message me. I'm in a blue state and my whole family's here and we don't want to, they don't want to leave. Like, oh, what do I do? And I'm like, then don't leave, like pray about it. And if you guys yeah. feel called to stay there, like then don't, then, then that's where you need to be. Like, I think a lot of people think that, you know, it's got to all only look one way for everyone. And that's, <clears throat> that's far from the truth. I think we just yeah. need to continue to be inspired by one another's mm -hmm. ideas, whether it, you are in a, uh, an apartment in downtown somewhere, or you're in a suburb, mm -hmm. suburban home or out on a farm. There's so many ways to to look at um, and yeah. doing this, so. The next sponsor I wanna tell you about is Little Light Artisans. Little Light Artisans makes handcrafted wood and resin earrings. Now these earrings are actually some of my favorites. I'm not just saying that, I own several pairs and I love wearing them. Uh, Little Light Artisans is a small Christian family owned business and you are not going to find earrings like theirs anywhere else. So people notice them, they compliment me on them all the time. You can browse their designs on their Instagram at Little Light Artisans and find them at littlelightartisans.com. And they are giving Kindled listeners 20% off any order with the coupon code TAKE20. So don't forget to enter TAKE20 at checkout for 20% off any order. Check them out at littlelightartisans.com. Yeah, I, I love that you said that because right. The answer is not everybody go buy land and, and do, and build a legacy home. Like that might be right for some people like you, mm -hmm. but like you said, like it's, it's perfectly fine, um, not to have that dream and to love being in, you know, a little neighborhood with a neighborhood pool. Like that's okay. It's, it's fine. And you, and God, like he can use you wherever you are, of course. Um, so, so what we're not saying is that, everyone needs to make their life look exactly like yours or mine. Um, but that we can all take some of these skills and we can adapt them to our lives. And we can just by virtue of practicing some of these things like gardening or sewing or baking or anything else, we are becoming less dependent on the system, on the government, on, you know, uh, the, the morality of our elected officials or not like, 
we are right. we are unhinging ourselves like one thread at a time in a sense from exactly. absolute dependence on them and that's the yeah. goal that's that's the, that's the goal that's mm-hmm. what wisdom is wisdom is not you know hooking your livelihood and your health and your ability to live and your children's ability to live on people who are godless pagans who actually want your ill you know exactly. that's that's kind mm-hmm. of the whole point so it's just that's like the whole, yeah. yeah how can we um how can we do that one little bit at a time and and so i think you know i think that that really opens the opens it up and and it's a very open ended question that that everyone can answer uniquely for themselves um yeah but you know in light of that you know at, at the end of the day our ultimate hope is not in even being independent or doing any of the things we're talking about. Like these are good things Mm -hmm. to do and pursue, but um, for someone who maybe has like, let's just say there's a family who has like a child with a a disability and they, they can't do any of the things we're talking about right now. And they're like, Oh no, what am I going to do? I, I don't have time for a gardener. Or maybe my child is demanding too much for me right now because uh, whatever, or I have a newborn or any given situation or caring for an elderly parent, like, again, your hope is not in being independent from the government. It's not like ultimately our hope is in Jesus Christ. And so, um, you know, like don't let anything that we're saying burden you in an unnecessary way. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't have said it any better than that. That's true. Yes. We can't put our hope in our plans as we know, um, our plans are not our own and um, Mm -hmm. we put those in a sovereign God who's got it all mapped out. He knows, you know, everything that's coming down the chute and our job is to obey and pray and, and just walk in wisdom. And, yeah. and like we started out saying, like we may uh, start down a path and have plans that we um, are pursuing and God may really redirect us like he has exactly. with, with both of us. And so, you know, yep. who knows? Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. And I, and my husband, and I have said that I'm, I'm like, you know what? This is, you know, we'll, this is kind of like our plan right now, but it could change. And he's like, yeah, it could change. He's like, yeah. he, nothing phases that guy. I'm always on, you know, I'm right. kind of a what if person, um, yeah. by habit more so. But he's, he's pretty like, eh, you know, just kind of will bend with the wind and, and take it yeah. right in stride. So, um, so yeah. So again, encouragement here is just to be thinking about it, to be aware, to. Um, if you can make small changes, make small changes, pray yeah. about it. Yeah. 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 It's so helpful. Um, any resources you would recommend for people who are interested in learning more or maybe getting a little yeah. more like in the weeds with all of this? Well, as you and I would both recommend live not by lies by, uh, mm-hmm. Rod Dreher. Dreher. Yeah. And, um, is a great book. Yeah. Um, I have it in front of me right here. Oh, good. And then uh, one book that I've been really um, browsing that I got um, is The Backyard Homestead. This is another great book. Um, It talks kind of like you and I did about like how to use a fourth of an acre, half an acre. So it really kind of speaks to people with smaller little plots of land and how they can best utilize those. Um, So this is a great book. I don't have it with me right now, but um, Square Foot, The Square Foot gardener or square foot gardening is another good book that's how I started gardening and learned about soil composition for a garden bed and what works best Mm -hmm. and um, learned a lot about composting which is another thing you can do from pretty much anywhere 
Um, so Square Foot Gardening is another amazing book, one that I would highly recommend for people just getting started with gardening, um, vegetable gardening. Um, so those, those are two or three books that, that I love that I think you guys, that your listeners would yeah. love. Um, and then on Instagram, self-sufficient backyard is a fun one to follow on Instagram. And I think okay. they have a book as well that I do not have yet. Um, and a website, um, that's pretty wonderful, but they have some great memes about like big government and how to be independent from big government. They're mm-hmm. awesome. So self-sufficient okay, cool. backyard is them. And then um, another one is Backwoods Home Magazine. That's a subscription, I believe, magazine subscription. I think um, I think they said, I can't remember if you get 24 copies a year, like you get quite a few copies per year. But mm. anyway, they send out a monthly subscription, magazine subscription, subscription and they mm. talk about everything. They talk about hunting. They talk about if you, you know, if somebody in your family um, shoot the deer, how to dress it and cook it. And so they kind of break down um, some of these self-sufficient ideas and, mm-hmm. and, and show you how to use, like do it on your own. So, um, so that's another good one, Backwoods Home Magazine. So those cool. are the ones right now I would recommend. I'm sure there's so many more. I mean, as you said, on Pinterest, sure. you could literally search homesteading, yeah. gardening, what right. have you, and you're going to you're going yes. to be overwhelmed. So just be aware. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will link all of those in the show notes for listeners so they can usually just click over and find those things that you mentioned. So thank you so much. And where do people connect with you online? Yeah. So you could um, follow me on Instagram and my handle is Samantha E for Elizabeth, Samantha E Collins. Um, and yeah, I'd love to see you there and meet you. So say hi. If you give me a follow. Yeah. Samantha shares a ton of great stuff. Uh, just, uh, you know, I love, I love your stories cause they're always so, you know, it like, it'll be you stripping like seeds from your cu- cucumbers and drying them, then <laughs> hopping over to like talking about international global news, you know? And so it's just like, yeah. it's such a, it's such a nice mix, but you know, it's a good account. It's, it's a good, fo- you're, you're a great follow because you do share a lot of practical stuff and just show people what, what you're doing. So I've been amazed at like how much your garden even is yielding. It's amazing. A lot yeah, of stuff. It's been fun. It's been, we got a lot of pumpkins growing our corn got attacked by deer the other night. So we picked that really quick. And then, um, yeah, we have, we have some, some tomatoes left and eggplant and stuff like that. So it's definitely fun. And it's so fun to watch the kids get excited about seeing things growing yeah. too. So, yeah. And you, you, uh, I I'm always jealous of your garden because <laughs> so I, for anyone that follows me on Instagram probably knows now that we have a squirrel issue in in yeah. Kansas, especially in our backyard is like oh, no. squirrel central. They just, they love it. <laughs> and the reason is cause we don't have dogs and I refuse mm. to get a dog and I don't want a dog. Um, but that therefore means anything I grow is game for the squirrels. And so we have had to get rid of our grapevines because for three years oh, in a row, no. those got destroyed. Um, our blackberries, our blackberry vine got destroyed by the squirrels when I've had vegetables, I've had to just get so ruthless with like chicken wire and stuff. And it's, it's insane. But I mean, yeah, I, I didn't do many, um, vegetables this year just because we kind of, we redid, like we got rid of the garden that we did have and put in a swing set. And then I downsized to something much smaller. But, um, but when I have, I've just been like, you know, I guess that, that this is why people back in the olden days had, 
you know, guard dogs because not only for their safety, but also to protect their food because the squirrels were vicious. And and so, yes, that's, that is a hard aspect of it. Uh, My dream is to have like a greenhouse, like property big enough Mm -hmm. that I could have Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in, I I just don't want to mess. Like, I'm like, okay, if I, if I don't have a dog, I gotta have a greenhouse. Like that's pretty much the only other way. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you've mentioned the squirrels before me. Do you guys, what about cats? Are you guys cat people? We're not, we're, I, I've had both a cat <laughs> and a pets. dog. Okay. I just, <laughs> I can't do pets. I really can't. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know. I don't know. You might have to look online for solutions. And have you yeah. tried to like detour, deter them by like putting, um, like feeding seeds them out somewhere, like making them not really. I've heard mm-hmm. that, but my concern is that they would, it would just like make my more. house even more squirrel central. And then, <laughs> and then they would just be like, oh, cool. A little snack on the stop off to your nice blackberry vine. Thanks lady. You're yeah, dumb. Here's, my, here's the starter. Here's the starter. Yeah. Here's your appetizer <laughs> before you have your full entree, you selfish little beast. So That's yeah. Awesome. Oh my. They might well, do that. Yeah. You know. We, we can't all be as amazing as you, Samantha. So you know, oh, it's well, fine. I don't know I'll about, just be over here making I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. But um, but yeah, so, and taking tips for anybody that's farther along and doing this kind of thing. I mean, I have a lot of people on my Instagram who have been coaching me along too. So awesome. I can't, I don't claim to be an expert at all by any sense of, sense of it. But I do love to inspire people and network. So yeah, you know, stop on by those of you listening and yeah, say hi. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Yeah, thank you. You have a good one. You guys, thank you so much for listening today. I hope that episode just kind of gets you excited to start thinking about ways that you can um, hone some new skills, uh, whether that is gardening or raising animals or uh, sewing, whatever it may be, just taking care of your home and your family, stewarding the resources that you have, and building the skills that you don't have. I mean, I, I think that's what my goal is, you know, obviously we got chickens, which I didn't mention because I recorded this before we got chickens, but you know, I have 14 chickens now and, um, that's both sort of a hobby, but also a way for us to be a little more food independent. Um, eggs are climbing, continue to get expensive. We're not coming out ahead on our egg operation here financially, but, um, what we are doing is, is becoming less dependent on, uh, on getting our food from a grocery store. And believe me, I still order Instacart every single week, multiple times a week. So I'm, I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not the most extreme homesteader that, you know, I'm not even a homesteader. I, I just know that I want to do what I can to be independent with the resources I have where I'm at. And that's, I think the heart behind this is, um, just to just to think a little bit more critically about what you can do with your apartment balcony or with your tiny little backyard or your one acre plot or your 10 acres of land, whatever it is that you have, uh, we can use that to the glory of God and we can steward it well. So I hope that that was encouraging for you. Don't forget to follow Samantha on Instagram at Samantha E. Colin. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I'll see you On Friday, if you're inside the Firestarters community, if not, catch you next Monday. Bye.